Time for the Thomas Guide to All Things Political. John Thomas on The Bill Handel Show. April the 20th, 420. And uh, here we are. Oh, John Thomas having walked in smoking a joint. I heard you had the munchies, Bill, so Uh, I brought you a few things. Oh, thank you. It's uh, your pumpkin bread that we love uh, so much. Greatest pumpkin pumpkin bread out there. Pumpkin bread. (laughs) All right. uh, Before we get into the Thomas guy, John Thomas, would you like to read our mandatory Adam tickets? Is that how I buy my segment? Yes. (laughs) It's Free Movie Friday with Adam tickets. It's back. They're giving you a chance to win free movie tickets, Bill. You want to text them now. Text the word reporter to Adam1. That's A-T-O-M-1 for your chance to win. Adam Tickets is a great app. You can get your concessions. If you're running late, you can order ahead of time. Standard data and text messaging rates apply. Do it now. Good for you. Is that getting better? You're getting very, very good at this. Thank you. And uh, you walked in uh, coat and tie, which you sometimes do. So uh, you just had a CNN hit. Mm Mm-hmm. Was there? Uh, yeah. yeah. They love you. You, you are the resident uh, uh, Republican I, I'm the village idiot. I'm the village idiot. I'm the punching bag. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I like the president, and they don't have any of those people that are willing to come on the network. Right. I heard from I, – I, I haven't shared this with you, but I heard from a friend of mine who is really in the know, who's very connected, uh, said uh, – he told me yesterday that CNN really likes you. Oh wow! Yeah, no, no, you're you're well, liked I'm, amongst I'm flattered. You're liked amongst the halls of CNN. Or, or maybe I'm just that useful idiot. Uh, you, you could know? be. <laughs> I don't know. All but. right. So I want to start with, and I know we have a lot to talk about the president and Mueller, and we have uh, the memo that was released, uh, James Comey memo. However, uh, we talked about this last night. This is an exclusive here to our show because John is, of course, tied in. In a big, big way. So this has to do with the governor's race. Yeah, here's the deal. Um, If John Cox is listening, he'll like this segment. Uh, I got access to a a poll that uh, actually just came out today. Uh, It's a a poll done by a a pollster I highly respect. uh, And and I know their uh, methodology is sound. So I can trust the results. They tested the governor's race. Uh, Gavin Newsom is at 23-24, as has been widely known. So Gavin Newsom's going to And this is 23-24, meaning what? Uh, 23-24% of the vote. This models the election if it were to happen today. Uh, Gavin is well-positioned. That's his floor, what we call. Those are voters that will be with him, even if he didn't send one cent of paid communication. So he's going to go to a runoff. Uh, He'll continue to grow. Gavin may get in the... I don't know about the modeled uh, informed ballot, but my guess is he'll get in the high 30s, something like that. He, he's going to a runoff. Uh, now, the question has been, is it two Democrats in a runoff or is it a Democrat and a Republican? Uh, this survey had John Cox in a second place finish at 16 percent uh, and Antonio Viragosa, who was the who was in some polls within the margin of error uh, or sometimes even ahead of John Cox. Uh, has Antonio Viragosa at 6% of the vote. There is such a disparity in the spread between Cox's, uh, Cox's 16 17% and Viragosa's 6 that that's too he- steep of a hill for Antonio to ever get out of, to ever get into a second place. So I'm willing to make the declaration 
that as long as John Cox does some level of communication, which I think he will, he can self-fund, John Cox will be the Republican nominee for governor. It will be a Republican and a Democrat. Which, of course, means a Democrat's going to win simply because, well, not necessarily. We've had Republican governors before. It has has happened. It's an incredibly steep hill to climb. You would need a tectonic shift in uh, whatever the top issue is as to voters um, going to have essentially Democrats revolt against their own. That's what you would need. What this means with having a Republican and a Democrat in the governor's race is simply that it's actually it's good for Republican candidates. And I think it has national implications because in some of these tight races, these House races, uh, like the 39th in Orange County, um, the, that, that's the, the former Roy seat, the former ISIS seat. These are seats that are top two, top three races nationally. They're being targeted by Democrats to flip from red to blue. There is no path. I've said it before. There's no path for the Democrats to flip the House without going right through Orange County and flipping those seats. Just simply having a Republican's name at the top of the ticket for governor will likely increase turnout by two to three points on the Republican side. And that two to three point will help the entire ballot down ticket, which may just save those Orange County seats. Wow. And save the House. Now, last night we talked about this. Uh, I was on the phone with John, and uh, and you told me that Via Ragosa is basically done. There's even w- even though Via Ragosa is getting a lot of independent expenditure money, it won't be enough. Oh, I saw an ad last night. Yeah. I was watching TV, and there was an ad for Via Ragosa for a governor. It won't be enough. Now, as I was talking to John last night, I said I have to share this with Marjorie because, of course, Marjorie is uh, not the biggest fan of Via Ragosa. And so as I hung up, we were in the kitchen. I was at the kitchen table, and Marjorie said, uh, are you going to share? And I said, yes. And I shared the information that Via Ragosa is done. Now, for those of you that know Marjorie, she is the calmest. She is the <laughs> she is. sweetest she is. person who has never had a bad word to say about anybody on this planet. As soon as I told her Via Ragosa is out, she gave me the fist bump with the loudest scream. <laughs> yes! I have ever heard her do I in 31 years that I've known that woman. <laughs> I had no idea oh, Marjorie yeah, she, even had that in her. She hates Via Ragosa with a passion. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad I got to little, deliver that news. Now, the, the caveat is... Cox has to do some messaging just to re- wink and nod. But he has a lot of money, doesn't he? But he's... He, he, we're not talking 20 million bucks. We're talking a few million bucks. If he spends a couple million more, which I think, from what I understand, he had every intention of doing anyway. We're talking about his own check. His own check. It's not like he has to go raise this. But how does, what does the RNC do with this? Does it matter uh, if you have a Republican governor? Because nationally, that doesn't mean a lot, I does mean, it? The, the problem is there's a lot of other places that are demanding the Republican Party's money nationally. And so I would be surprised if they came in with any money in California. Uh, so... Cox has a tough run next round. There's no question about it. But it, it was an accomplishment. Simple. I mean, look, we've all been wondering, could Antonio sneak into this top two? And there's just, there's no path. Voters have started to coalesce around Cox, and, uh, and, that, and that's that. So I can take the guesswork out of it for you. There's going to be, that's going to be the topic of conversation for the next, you know, 40 days or whatever. It's right. going to be, is, is it two Dems? Is it two Dems? It right. ain't going to be two. Okay, so now it's the Republican and the Democrat. It'll be Cox and it'll be Gavin Newsom. Uh, at this point, 
Can you guess, or is it wide open, who's going to be the next governor? I would say the heavy favorite is Gavin Newsom. But, you know, Kim, this is why campaigns matter. Which is, which is very tough for us in California, I must point out, which is why I want uh, John Cox to win this thing. And the reason is the last thing we need is a liberal assembly, a liberal yeah. Senate, and a liberal governor. You've got no checks and balances. None whatsoever. Right. And as screwed as we are in this state with entitlement programs and taxes, we're going to be on a whole new level. You know what we're going to do? We're going to move to Yemen because it's going to be a nicer place to live yeah. than here in California. Well, well the challenge you've got is... is is Gavin's going to be simply using his position as governor position for president? Yeah, and spending all of our money. And we're going to be praying Jerry Brown could come back. I know, which is amazing. We are. All right, we're going to come back, uh, talk a little bit about Donald Trump, uh, Comey, what's happened. Uh, they're talking about Trump running again. Uh, he's he's in for a year and change, and now <laughs> we're talking about the next election. Also, after the break, your chance to win a thousand dollars. Brought to you by Cunning Dental. If you need dental implants. You can call Cunning Dental for a free exam, or you can go to the seminar tomorrow in Montclair that I'm going to be hosting at Cunning Dental. Call 888-640-SMART. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what we go out. All right, Handle here and uh, the morning crew. Uh, First of all, let's start with your chance to win some money. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword bank to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. If you win, they'll call you from a number you don't recognize. Answer it or you're out of luck. Angela in San Clemente did, and she won $1,000. Your next chance to win is next hour. You have a chance to win Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. All right, back we go. John Thomas, the Thomas Guide on all social media. And uh, just broke some news. Uh, Villaraigosa is, it's over. Poll just came out, uh, a well-respected poll that says he's basically done. All right. Now, it doesn't mean he won't advertise. He will. He'll do all that. But he's done. It's over. Can't grow fast enough. All right. Fair enough. Now, let's go on to uh, Trump land because we have to deal with that. Uh, It's, um, I'm reading about uh, the memo Obviously, the Republicans are saying the memo, the memo, the memo. Nothing happened with that memo, James Comey. It's it's basically sort of the same stuff, isn't it? I, I my only two takeaways here is um, there's a point Comey contradicts himself of what he's saying on the tour versus what he wrote in the memo. He says on the tour uh, that he doesn't trust uh, Rod Rosenstein to effectively do the job, but in the memo that he wrote, he talks about how he reassured the president that Rod Rosenstein is so capable and so qualified but, to do a good job. But that was then. I mean, you can change I, I, your mind I, oh, after yeah, a period I, I of time. That's true. The other thing that was interesting was related to the golden shower conversation. Yes. Uh, you knew we'd get there, didn't you? But uh, yes. yeah, yeah. But but the interesting thing was when in the, in Comey's memo, he brings it up to the president, and then the president keeps repeating, according to Comey, the year 2013. Uh, 2013, like like he took a trip to Russia in 2013. And then they have this conversation about how Trump says, yeah, I always believed that my room was under surveillance and being wired. And then Comey goes, yeah, I, wherever I travel, I operate on, under the assumption that I'm wired. So that tells me that if Trump believed that he was being watched even back in 2013, yeah, what is he, he going to actually do? Right. All right. Uh, I think one last one. I want to spend a minute or two about this is the talk of Trump running again 
second term. He's already announced mm-hmm. he's running Campaign's again. Campaign's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, I don't know if that's normal at this point. He, for, he did it uh, actually unprecedentedly early. He's okay. The, the earliest any president has announced real Fair enough. And uh, a group of Republicans are saying they either are not going to back him up outright or remaining silent on that. We've got two and a half years to go. More, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Is so, it two- so this yeah. is this is a what's going on with a that story that is being completely taken out of context to fit a narrative that some of the mainstream media wants to drive. Here's why there are tw- almost 20 senators uh, that are saying. It's it's way far out. I'm, I'm not willing to go there yet. And people are going, what do you mean you're not willing to go there? They're in your own party. Here's why they're not willing to go there, uh, Bill, because most of the people who are not willing to go there are thinking about 2018 and whether or not they it's in their self-interest to hug the president or run or run for the president for 2018. Because if they say today that they are standing with the president in 2020, that becomes the attack ad on 2018. So it doesn't mean that they are. They know they're not Got they're it. gonna get in line. It's just right now, it's it's for instance, Ted Cruz, who said the world was literally gonna set on fire if Donald Trump became president, is all of a sudden praising the president like you have never seen. And why is that? Oh, because Ted Donald mm-hmm. Trump is insanely popular in Texas and T- uh, Ted Cruz is up for reelect. It's purely right. political for twenty eighteen. They will be with the president in twenty twenty. Lawsuit. Democratic Party suing. Jared Kushner suing Russia, suing everybody for uh, effectively it was a conspiracy to have Hillary Clinton lose and Donald Trump winning. It's a civil suit, which I've never heard a Democrat of, of a of a party, a major party, filing a lawsuit like this. Does this mean anything, or is it just? Uh, it's just to drive headlines. I think okay. what I think what the Democratic Party has learned from the Stormy Daniels situation is that the ability to use the legal system, even the civil legal system, to generate headlines and bad press. And they're just trying to create bad press as we go into the midterms to remind their base about how much they hate Donald Trump. I don't think it'll go anywhere, but it's just a it's a PR stunt. In terms of uh un- un- unprecedented, but a PR stunt. Is um the Trump support among the base, has that wavered no. at all? In fact, it's better than it was even a few months ago. I mean, Trump's approval uh, depends on the district and whatnot, but he's anywhere from 88 to 93%. That's rock solid with the base. They're there. Now, What you're, the, the challenge Trump has to be worried about is those lean Republican voters, the independents that typically break Republican that would never vote Democrat. He has to make sure they show up and that the intensity gap is what he needs to be focused on, not his approval. Right. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Foodie Friday coming up. John, uh, thank you for the pumpkin bread, by the way. You're very welcome. Uh, John makes the best pumpkin bread on the planet. As a matter of fact, John, you didn't know I was going to do this, but I am going to do this. The first 2,000 callers get <laughs> a pumpkin bread from oh, no, John. <laughs> Text the word breads. <laughs> All <laughs> no, right. No, Thanks, John. But, uh, you're very welcome. All right. Uh, that's uh, John Thomas, uh, the Thomas Guide all over every place.